bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. And welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jeremy, and I am playing the character of Julian Illix. My name is Jeff, and I'm playing Jerryland. This is Johnny, playing Chime North. This is Aaron, and I am playing Sam Faluge. And I'm Jordan, and I am the Game Master. And we are continuing on with our exploratory introduction of these characters in this world. We are in the capital of the superpower, North Belisera. Previously, we had a uh, fire elemental who went rogue and burned out his host before jumping to a new host, which is pretty traumatic, set the entire um, military facility on fire. So, Jerilyn, a firefighter, had to go rush to, to put it out. Chime was actually in the room with the elemental when he went off the reservation. Tried to kill me. Yeah. And then, um, for Julian was investigating a stream of arsons by maybe the same fire elemental, it seems like. Maybe. Maybe. We're not 100% sure. But that's where we stand at this point. Everybody got out of the fire. Sam was going to the facility to get help finding employment outside of the military and um, was convinced by their elemental shade that they needed to go that the two of them needed to go into the building to maybe see if they could help the fire elemental do what the fire elemental was doing. Bad things. Mm-hmm. Fun things. Fun things. But bad things. Now, everybody has left the fiery building and are exchanging information, getting statements, things of that nature. So, who has something they want to do and who wants to go first with it? We'll see. We were all just standing around. You were talking about going to find. Yeah, I was some... going to go find some psychiatric help for myself. Yes. <laughs> do you have a uh, therapist that you work with on a regular basis? Yes, I do. Okay. Because I'm already have very sensitive to fire elementals, and I have to deal with quite a few of them. Okay. Now, is your therapist um, a military individual? Yes. Okay. We'll say that they're a captain. Do you have an idea for a name? Perry Trumal. Sure. We'll just go with Perry. Captain Perry. <laughs> Jeff, that was the fastest response to a name that you have ever come up with. <laughs> Are you sure that's not your yeah. name? <laughs> Where did that come from, Jeff? I don't know. That was, that was so fast. There was no hesitation. There was no breath in between. No. <laughs> but when you have a character that you have played for months, my name is... <laughs> my name is... Willis, Willis, I think. Will, Willis, <laughs> Masters, Master Willis. Willis Master. <laughs> Masterson. Yeah. Dick, Dick Grayson. No! <laughs> you are not Robin. You are not Nightwing. Robert Lozier. <laughs> so Captain Perry. Captain Perry. So Captain Perry doesn't work in this in the building that caught on fire. No. No. She works in the base clinic. So do you go there immediately after the um, the fire or immediately after I've given my statement to the fire chief. Okay. Military fire chief. Okay. But you're able to, to go into our office and you tell the secretary that it's an emergency yeah, meeting. Yeah, urgency. I mean they're all aware of the fire on base at this point. I would imagine. So, as long as Captain Perry's in the office and not with somebody else, I would like to see her. Okay. Yeah. You can... She's available right now. Um, this is, like, normally at the time of day when she would be 
writing uh, her session notes, but yeah. I'm assuming that she knows pretty much right off the bat that you would be coming. Yeah. So what does her office look like? Typical psychiatrist doctor office. Couple of like nice overstuffed chairs. Yeah, I mean, really kind of comfortable looking. Comfortable looking, but it's not ridiculous. You know, not opulent or anything. It's just mm-hmm. standard. Okay. Any pictures on the walls? Yes, there's a couple pictures on the wall. Um, you know, scenery. Nice wintry landscape. Well, there's a couple of winter, but there's also a few summer ones that, you know, give the impression of warmth. Yeah. Summer only lasts a couple months, though. In oh, yeah, month, no. Though, sorry, right? yeah. It's not, not an no, extended you're, season. You're talking about a six-week summer. Yeah. And summer being like 50 degrees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be nice? Okay. Wouldn't it, though? No. No. <laughs> I think I drooled just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Captain, today was really bad. It isn't even lunchtime yet. Yeah, first meeting of the day, rogue fire elemental. Oh, no. Literally tried to kill me. It was targeting you in particular, or do you think it was just lashing out at anybody? Uh, uh, Me first, because I was talking to Ensign Pellet, and he just lost control to this elemental. He... Tried to punch me with his flaming fist and set my office on fire and ran away. He even escaped custody and then, but luckily they retrieved him again. I hope he didn't escape again. Last thing we need is more of these elementals just trying to kill us all, hunting us down. This reminded you of the treatment you told me about that you received from your brother. Very much so. He was always hitting me and then as soon as he was old enough he chose one of the monsters to be in his body do you think that this Pelic made that choice himself no according to his file he did not make the choice it happened in while he was on patrol during an attack so this elemental wanted to punish us he came here on purpose how does that make you feel to think that there are those outside trying to work their way in. I think the fire is trying to burn us all down. All of us. Do you think it might have been a spy? Or a, a destructive agent? I don't know. I just know the fire is trying to get me. Trying to eliminate me. Hurting my family. Fire is just non-stop. There's nothing we can do to stop it when they get like that. When they're out of control. I saw the man jump out of the third floor window, mm-hmm. land, and keep running. Because he was being controlled by that monster. What are we going to do about this, Doc? We have, we have to figure out something. Well, to stop these fires from spreading. That's not for you and I to decide. That's a that's a question that that goes higher up the chain of command. I, we're more concerned about you right now. What we can do for you. I'm going to recommend that you take a leave of absence. Okay. Any suggestions for what I do on this leave? I, I think you need to work on yourself. <laughs> Like fire <laughs> I want you to become a vigilante <laughs> and hunt down that which you fear the most. No. Um, <laughs> I thought you had to become that which you fear the most. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that it would be best for you to just take some time. Maybe try and connect with the loved ones who you feel have nurtured you in the past. And also just wake, when you wake up every morning, just look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, I am greater than the fire. I am stronger than the fire. I need to rescue those people from the fire. You need to rescue yourself before you work, you try and rescue anybody else. You can't just expect to be able to take care of everybody right away 
you're in a place where you're feeling raw. You don't know why this happened. Or you don't know if it was something that's personal. You don't know what you can do to gain control of it. But the thing is, is that you need to, to be able to understand yourself more than understand the fire. Okay. So you'll need to take a leave of absence, I believe, and just go ahead and begin working on yourself. We're going to go ahead and put you into uh, medical, not a discharge, but a medical leave of absence uh, for six months. Six months? That's a long time. God, can I get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. You'll be cut down. You'll be at half pay, though. What about the people that I, I'm currently helping? I, I'm sure that I'm sure that your superiors will be able to to bring in somebody else to assist them. the The important thing here is is taking care of yourself. Also, I want you to meet with me at least once a week. So she gets up and walks you to the door. Stay in touch, okay? I'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, just go ahead and talk to the secretary, and they'll help you set it up. All right, and see who's next. Well, the logical thing for Julian to do would be just to go back to his place. Okay. So he goes back and starts just scouring through the stacks and stacks and stacks of newspapers that he has just piled like some piles are like floor to like head height um, looking for just clues speaking of fire hazard <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah looking for clues on um, specifically fire elementals and you see as he's going through he's like tossing them into like three piles like one pile that seems to be very disorganized um, another pile that is it's a decent amount, and then a s smaller stack of like newspaper articles that he has he has made. So, what kind of inform what what kind of information are you looking for? Well, the different stacks that he has. One is just the ones that he finds that are absolutely useless. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the disorganized pile. The pile that has quite a bit in it is just anything on elementals that seems like. The proxies are not acting as themselves. Okay. Um, just any clues that change in behavior, change in pattern, change in routine um, from who they once were to who they are now. And then the smaller stack is specifically doing with, with fire elementals. One thinks one of his goals is to track down a specific fire fire elemental. So. Okay. So the ones like I'm sure that you have like the the articles about the specific four fires, like you have those set aside in a particular place. Yeah, he has those set aside because that's, I mean, he has his personal quest. Uh -huh. He's still got to make make the bills. Yeah, make money. So this is kind of an intersection between the contract job and your personal passion. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and uh, make a roll for me. We're going to go ahead and make an investigation roll. Okay. 5D plus 2. 15, 17. 17. All right, you're able to to find one specific piece of information, like a like a, a, a pretty large clue. What would that be? As to the, the four, string of four arsons? Mm hmm Okay. Um, hmm. Okay, let's do it this way. The reports at the four prior to today's incident made mention of an accelerant that was used to start the fires. However, I guess through some research, Julian has found out that if that type of accelerant was actually used in a, in a fire, the fire would not have burned as hot and there would be little to no traces of that accelerant left. So it was something that would help the fire start, but then immediately like, just be destroyed. Right. So Julian is going to surmise that somebody is going behind trying to cover each of these fires up. 
okay. in the same way. So if someone is is looking to, to keep the fires from uh, some important clue from being found. Yes. Okay. And I guess the scene is Julian is sitting at a just a table, just scouring over this stuff, and time is just passing, and he's like dozing off and coming back to and still trying to trying to look through some more. Okay. Yeah. You're having a hard time focusing on what you're trying to do. Right. And you're just drifting off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sam. Yes. What are you doing? So I spent the day kind of wandering town, remotely kind of looking for a job, kind of walking up to places but never going in places. Uh, so like fruit stores, you know. Oh, no, there's too many people in there. Yeah. Libraries. <sighs> you can, they At least they're quiet there. But in general, just kind of don't want to throw Ce- myself out there. Cemetery. Ooh, that'd be a good job. Do we have cemeteries? You have mausoleums. The vaults that they would put people in. Yeah. The problem with that is that there would be visitors coming to pay their respects. Mm, but they wouldn't want to see the... And it's like going to the graveside service and seeing the gravedigger there. Nobody wants to see meet the gravedigger. Same idea. Oh, she's talking about the wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> then everybody wants to meet the gravedigger. But when it comes time to be evening, I have an old childhood friend that I'm going to try to track down. Okay. And so I know what neighborhood we lived in when we were kids. Okay. But not what neighbor. So I, that's where I'm going to start. Okay. We're going to say that was in the northwest part of town. Okay. We're going to say that the town, because it's in a dome, is it in just one dome or is it like two uh, multiple domes? I imagined this one ginormous dome. Yeah. That gets okay. larger as the town gets larger? Well, I didn't really think that. They, the town was pretty much established before the Ice Age hit. The Ooh. city was. But does the town grow? I think you're limited by the size of the dome. So okay. they might actually have, they might have birth regulations. Yeah. Like you can, like family can and, only yeah, have that's like had children. N- you know, new cities are built when new domes are built. Okay. When there's the the demand for a new, for more population, they build new domes and people have send, to immigrate. Send, no, they send, they select and send yeah. people. You have been chosen to now <clears throat> populate South Consiglio. Yeah. So you could have smaller cities or towns yeah. in between major uh, cities. I don't know if I like that. Oh. So well, we can talk about the whole mandatory thing. Well, it does. It does. But then how would Julian have made it to Consiglio if that wasn't his hometown? Well, people travel between can, cities. But you can't settle there. Yeah. Well, you can uh, it, yeah. apply for immigration to the city. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go to my old neighborhood in the northwest part of town. Okay. And try to find my old friend Jessly. Jessly? Jessly. Does Jessly know your secret? Yes. But does not know anything beyond that you uh, have. Jessly knew me when I was when I was a girl. <laughs> um, and then just knows that I disappeared. Okay. So why are you looking for Jessly? Um, because Jessly needs to be killed. Why? Because she knows my oh. secret. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine that the residence section of the town is actually like high rises. It, it just makes the most sense that you're trying to get as many people yeah, yeah. into as yeah. little land as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There's no single family homes. Right, exactly. So I guess I would start by going to, not to the, fir- not to the building we used to live in, in case... She might have applied for a permit to move to another building. Yeah, I'm going to actually start just in that neighborhood and go building to building, talking to the uh, management, asking about the person that lives there. Okay. Are you going to try and persuade them that you're some kind of official looking for this individual, or are you just asking questions? As a matter of fact, I have disguised myself Okay. as an official. Okay. This is a magical skill of yours. No, it is not. Oh, it is not. Okay. It is natural. It is a natural skill. Okay. Ten. Mm-hmm. Your disguise is a little easy to see through. Okay. That's fine. I still walk in. Okay. What is your perception of how a an official should look as they go around asking people questions? 
I guess I see uh, a, a mini, a small notebook. Okay. They are wearing a you know, blue uniform, uh, like a, a police officer. My first thought was Sherlock Holmes, but minus, minus the hat. Uh, so just kind of mm-hmm. uniform, look like a look like police of some sort. Okay. Um, do you have some kind of credential, like a badge of some sort? No, or? I do not. That's your downfall. You're trying to persuade people to give you information. Yes. Um, so go ahead and go ahead and make a, a persuasion roll for that. Persuasion um, or con? A con roll if you have that. <clears throat> I do have that. All right, my rolls were on fire earlier. <laughs> Eight. No pun intended. When everything was Elden fire. Eight. Yeah, no, they're not giving you any information at this building. Okay, thank you for your time. Yep, you're welcome. Next building? No, actually, I, I move. I don't go building to building because, okay. you know, I move. Well, I just meant next building that you go to. Yeah, I move a, a number of buildings away, and instead of asking for her by name, I describe her. Okay. A little bit better. Twelve. So I'm going to level with you because you don't have a complete costume. It's higher for you to con. It's a twenty to for you to con. Okay. So that doesn't that doesn't work. Okay. So with my lack of success tonight, mm-hmm. I am going to go ahead and start making my way back to my living quarters. Okay. Domicile. Because I know that if I make too many inquiries on any given night, then people are going to start. Have you thought of looking her up in a phone book? I have not. <laughs> she didn't tell him that part. Do we have phone books? I would imagine. I guess I just... Because you, you all just exchanged your contact information. Okay. Then, yeah. Actually, right. let's. I will go ahead and do that. <laughs> okay. Investigation. <laughs> That'll involve an investigation roll. 10, 15. On the nose. All right. So you're able to find uh, the directory that lists where she lives. Okay. And it's actually in the south part of town. The south east part of town okay so you'll need to take a train ride to get there i will go ahead and yeah i'll record her information okay and i will hop on the train okay did you rip the page out of the phone book no i did not rip the page out of the phone book (laughs) the most common way to get caught while you are on the train we're going to go ahead and jump over to jack you're back at the fire department i would imagine yeah i once the fire's completely out Uh uh-huh once the fire was out, I, I took all my my interviewing information that I recorded and took it over to the uh, the military fire chief. Okay. And gave that over to him because... They're heading up the investigation? Yeah. Then we headed back to the firehouse waiting for if there's another fire. In your fire report, just out of curiosity, did you mention the dark, the dark spot... If they mentioned it, then yeah. Well, you walked through it, too. Yeah, but I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> you would have just thought it was, like, dark because of, like, a... Like, soot or something. Fallen debris up above blocking light or something. I would imagine that this one did. That mentioned the dark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it would have been in the report because of Julian's report. The fire chief calls you into his office when you get back. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I, it's just something's not sitting right about this whole darkness in a... I warned him. <laughs> darkness in a stairwell? Stairwell thing. It, it sounds way too concentrated. Like, a line of dark and light. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. really know how to explain it. Why don't you go ahead and talk to that to the, to the guy who mentioned it in the report? See if he can give you some more information. Maybe give like give you an idea of what was causing it, you know, just so we can like really cross our T's and dot our I's. Okay, I'll look further into that if I can. <laughs> if he has any more information, I will get it. All right, sounds good. Thank you. I'm turning into an investigator. Yeah. Well, I mean, it yeah. kind of kind of was part of your job with yeah reports and stuff like that. I uh, will go and use the information I got and contact them. Okay. Do you want to go to his? There's no phone number, just an address. Just yeah. Do you want to? So just you want to go to his yeah. address? I'll head over to his place. 
So you're riding on the uh, the same the train from the central the central hub mm-hmm. into the uh, north north section. How, how does your water elemental react to riding on the train? Not a fan, but is this a steam I mean, powered train? <laughs> that would be I interesting. Wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so either. But steam powered indirectly. Elemental powered. Yeah, more elemental powered. A couple of air elementals at the back pushing it. Oh, sort of like the the elevator. Yeah, but a train with a like a sail. Or it could be like a water trough, and water elementals are pushing it. It's a smooth ride. Let's say that. Let's say that the rail system is water powered. Is actually yeah, like it's a boat basically. Yeah, it's yeah. basically like a boat. Yeah. Like it's still, like a it's still on a rail, water. but yeah, yeah. Like like a, in the rail. Yeah, like yeah, I like it. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like the. Like if you've ever been on a ride at Disney, like, um, like the log flume or the no no not even those exactly yeah <laughs> it's like you've With been on the bumping the like you go through the Epcot Center where they're taking yeah. you through the the There's fish farms singing. and stuff yeah that's what it's <laughs> no, like the singing's there yeah, everybody is mandated you must sing it's a small world after all on, <laughs> on the, the train on the train it's the law should have brought my ukulele I can play that on the ukulele <laughs> it's the law. As soon as you get on, the doors have closed. Begin mandatory singing now. <laughs> no, it's not that way. Because then how could you have conversations? That's the point. Train. The government doesn't want you having conversations on the train. Uh, yeah. mm. That is a thought to ponder as we go into this next break. If you like dungeons with dragons in them, check out Asmosu. Phil, there's no dragons in these books. I'm trying to reach our target audience. Hi, everybody. I'm Metz. I'm Phil. And we're the hosts of Alzebo Soup, a literary podcast that focuses on analyzing long-form speculative fiction with a focus on the author Gene Wolfe. We really like to dig into the novels, going real slow and analyzing every little aspect of these books. Phil is so excited about it, he has a shovel with plus three to digging. <laughs> is that? Okay. No, that's not a sad uh, is that at a all. Thing? Can, can, I buy, can I go to the Dungeons & Dragons store in the Dungeons & Dragons game and buy a plus? three shovel please 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 say yes absolutely here i'm gonna roll to buy the shovel you fail there are no shovels to buy this is nothing like our podcast absolutely not listen to alzebo soup at alzebosoup.libsyn.com or where all fine podcasts can be found we're talking about itunes and spotify all right and we're back so you you take the the water train. Is it like a more of a ferry system? If it's sort of yeah, I th- I still think of it like a monorail, but instead of being on a rail, it's more like an aqueduct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So you you make it to the to the north part of town, and you go to the uh, apartment complex of Julian Illix. And what does it look like from the outside? I don't know, Julian. What does it look like from the outside? <laughs> I don't know. I'm on the inside. You're on the outside. <laughs> Busted. You know, just standard looking apartment area. Stone buildings, four or five stories high. Balconies. So, do you do you work out of your apartment? Okay. He kind of Jessica Jones it. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. So it looks like a standard apartment building? Yeah, it's up on a slight rise, though. Okay. All right, so you go inside. What floor is your apartment on? It is on the fourth floor. Okay. I climb the steps to the fourth floor. Knock on his door. He gets up. Goes over the door. Um, You have to push some newspapers out of the way. (laughs) No, the door stays pretty clear. Okay. He has a path. Yeah. Cracks open, open the door. Kind of halfway looking out, out the door, just like, yep, who is it? Uh, it's Jerilyn. We talked earlier. I'm the, the fireman that helped you get that guy out of the building. <clears throat> oh, okay. And he opens the door all the way and says, I, uh, uh, how can I help you? Well, my my chief sent me over here to to ask you some more questions about the, uh, the, the dark spot. The dark spot? Yeah, the shadow that we had to go through. Okay. See if you had any more ideas of 
what that might have been or how that might have occurred. I mean, there's always ideas. Let's discuss, shall we? There's ideas. And Mind there's if I come in? Ideas. He says, hold on, give me one second. He shuts the door again. <laughs> and uh, closed one particular door in his apartment. And then come back and open the door. Like, Alright, come on in. Alright. Perception. Uh, and as you walk in the door, part of my spell, I can charge an object or a person with a spell to passively detect and sense the mental state of any elemental that comes close to the charge. And I have charged my doorway, my door frame. Hmm. Well, look at that. Huh. Wow. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> you now know that I'm a water proxy. Well, no, I can sense that there is a an and elemental, elemental and their mental state. Ah. So I didn't. That's a, I have to cast it on that object. And he it's doesn't there know which... until it's used, and now it's used. Okay. So I have to cast it again. Mental state is calm, the like really chill, mellow. Of a smooth surface of a calm stream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Julian turns and is like, so, having a good day? Well, if you call what happened earlier good, then sure. <laughs> I mean, well, past that. You're yeah, not day. too bad. Not too bad. Some paperwork. It's never fun, but what is? <laughs> All right, so what specifically do you want to know? Oh, you're doing a new perception. Sorry. I yeah, I was going to do perception to just see... Nope. <laughs> you distracted me. Yes, I did. <laughs> he rolled a one on his wild die with only two dice. So that's a zero. Yeah. Unless We're you have any pluses. Nope. Nope. Yeah, so my chief just wanted me to follow up about the, uh, the like I said, follow up about the dark spot. Uh, if you had any ideas of what might have caused that. I do, but as I said before, people in charge don't like to hear my theories. Well, I'm not in charge, so... But you have to report back to someone who is in charge. I'm just trying to do my job, that's all. And he's going to lay it on. He's like, alright, the dark spot was caused by an air elemental. Rather a mischievous elemental. Don't Couldn't really surmise what their actual purpose or goal was. But you can never trust our elementals. They are masters of deception. I'm actually going to roll my knowledge. Okay. To see if I would have known this already. Um, Because you're rather long-lived, this is going to be a fairly easy roll for you. With a six plus one, (laughs) seven. (laughs) With three dice. Well, that was the target number, so... So, I don't know whether this elemental was working in league with the fire elemental that was in the building causing the fire, but I have been hired to investigate, I'm thinking this particular fire elemental for a string of fires Mm. in the past two years that have been mysteriously, in my opinion, covered up. Interesting. Covered up, in my opinion, also by the authorities that don't want to hear any of my theories. That would make sense. Uh, Mr. Lan, is it? Yeah. Can I, can I offer you something to drink? Uh, sure. Glass of water? That would be fine. Alright. Goes to get him a glass of water. Julian is purposely going to make sure that the outside of the glass is wet as he hands it to him. There you go, sir. Uh, thanks. Dries off the glass <laughs> and with his shirt. <laughs> as he hands it to him. Um, no, because you want the... I want him to be in contact with water. Willpower. Check of nine. Three plus one. Oh, yep. Got it. So your spell that was on the door, does that tell you what kind of elemental it was? No. Okay. Yeah, so I got a... So how do you know it's water? He's just testing. Calm. He knows yeah. it's not fire because it would have been had I rate the temperament. Temperament, yes. Fourteen is what I got. So I successfully, since Julian's hands were also wet, he rubbed his fingers 
water in mm -hmm. between and is now going to try and communicate with your elemental. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> you can't touch him. Because <laughs> I don't know how my water elemental will yes. communicate. Will communicate. I, I, I don't know that it can. It might it no, might just I've communicate it. it might just communicate through emotion. Yeah. He asks telepathically, What do you know about these fires? Being bonded with one who is fighting fires. Am I speaking for my elemental? Since we haven't established how your elemental works, I think that it would be a little bit more logical for you just to give like an like I was saying, an emotional expression of how your elemental feels about it. I this. think that it would jump straight to anxiety and a little bit of fear just from being contacted. So that's all, all I get is a sense of sense of fear. Now, how does that translate? Does You can make all the assumptions you want. <laughs> well, no, I mean, how, like, how does that, how is that experience for Julian? Um, does it, can he tell that it's just fear a sense of fear from the elemental or is it more like a transferred feeling yeah i don't know how it would be for julian because jared would be feeling the fear all of a sudden would you uh, yeah and would you feel the fear all of a sudden i i think it would be more of a sensation of a like a drawing back like anxiety of what's going on like if someone were trying to poke you with a knife you would like what yeah. are you so what are you doing is Julian experiencing that feeling, or is he... I don't think Julian... Uh, yes, I think Julian is is feeling the emotional response from... But Julian, I don't think you would be feeling it yourself, but it's almost like when you talk to someone who has a really strong, violent, emotional response to something. Like if someone starts crying in front of you. Right, then, I mean... you, then you can see the... the okay, so it's yeah. more of sensing the emotion around me rather than experiencing the emotion. That's, that's, that's how I think it would okay. be. Yeah, that's what I was imagining. <clears throat> yeah. It's like when you walk into a room and you can tell that there's been an argument and you, yes. you know, it's yeah, just that's like, a good way to put okay. it. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, that kind of, <laughs> that kind of, but you know, sometimes it, it'll react with happiness and sometimes with sadness and, you know, all sorts of different emotions. It's just that kind of almost sixth sense that some people have yeah. for, for, for feeling that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that it would just be like, what's going on? Why am I being contacted? Yeah. But that's more coming across more as a feeling rather than yeah. words. Okay. So. I think that uh, a young elemental can communicate more in language, and an older elemental would um, or would hmm. be the other way around. Well, no, because he's I think it would old. just yeah. be he's like old. water. Water and earth old. elementals would be more of an emotional thing. Fire elementals too. Fire elementals very emotional, but it can be. But I think I think it has to do with the age of the elemental because it's a, well, it's like I also think it would be the strength of the elemental. That might be the case, but I was thinking like language is a sign of excitement, mm -hmm. and then as you yeah, that's what I was yeah. mellow yeah. out, then it's expressing. Because I was thinking like, like right now the the two elementals we've seen communicating with verbally mm -hmm. have both been very. Uh, Strong Very influences. Forceful. Yes. You know? But also, he might not be completely happy about being a proxy, but he's c fairly comfortable. He's had yes. time to grow into that, mm -hmm. into the relationship. Well, I think it's more along the lines of, you know how when a hyperactive person is versus a mellow introvert, a hyperactive extrovert will be talking and yammering and very open with their emotions and quick and all that while well, someone else myself personally I would be a little bit slower to talk and oh yeah and also there. we've already said that each elemental has sort of a personality of its mm -hmm. own so not all elementals mm -hmm. of the same element would act exactly the same way yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. yeah there may be water elementals out there that actually do communicate and talk yeah. but this one particularly either chooses not to or doesn't know how to or something. Yeah. So all I get is this sense of anxiety and fear and confusion. Like someone jerking back from being poked at. Okay. And I guess that means that you start Stop to feel it. that way. Yes. I'd be like, uh, what are you doing? Something wrong with the water? 
I don't know. Julian has a glass himself. He's looking at it he's like, looks like city water to me. <laughs> yeah, there's your problem. <laughs> I mean, do you guys have a different tap at the firehouse? I'm sorry. This is this is what I'm used to. I I don't know what's going on. I just I don't feel comfortable here anymore. What an awkward thing to say to somebody <laughs> that you're interviewing. Well, you're the one that came here. I I told you that people don't like my theories. Uh, this has nothing to do with your fe- theories. I just I'm feeling very anxious about being here right now. I feel like you did something. I gave you a glass of water. Sounds like you're trying to deceive him at this point. Yeah, I guess. Let's go ahead and make a con roll. Versus your willpower, Jeff. Oh! oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> 19. I guess this is a, a 1. Because I have a plus 1. <laughs> I rolled... I rolled a 6. But then a 1 on the wild die. <laughs> <laughs> That was the other way around. That was going to be a whole lot better. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a one to my con. I I think that you did something. I don't know what or how or why, but I think that you did something. Are you an innate? Well, the answer to that question is the same as, are you a proxy? I am. I try not to share it. But I am. Why do you try not to share it? Because of past associations. That can mean lots of things. Yes, it could. It can. Now, what did you do? Why do I feel like I want to run away? Uh, Probably because your elemental is uncomfortable with the question I asked it. Excuse me? You talk to it? Pineapple sauce? Yes, that's what I can do. I can talk to elementals. That's never happened before. It's never talked before. It hasn't talked before? No. Oh. To be honest, this is the first elemental that I've come along that doesn't talk then. Well, that explains the anxiety. Didn't know how to respond to being talked to. You managed to make an elemental as socially awkward as you. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Oh, that. <laughs> oh, that's great. So is it actually Jeff, the player, that is bonded to his character? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, so anyway, that's how I know why I'm always 100% sure that there was a fire elemental involved and why there was a error elemental involved in that situation. Error? Yes, an error elemental. Because <laughs> that's usually all they spew is errors. <laughs> that's not true. Well, I I agree with you that the darkness was the error elemental. I've experienced that before in my past. Not to that specific degree, but things like it. And if I may ask, why have you chosen to be bonded? That is a long and very old story. I'm not going to share it. Ever. Next time, you could try to ask me before trying to talk to my water elemental. Because that, that was... That was uncomfortable. So what you want is a little fair warning. Yeah. It didn't like that. Well, there's probably a good reason that it didn't like it. Because I think you have the relationship backwards. What do you mean? Where you call it your elemental. Generally, elementals think of it as their human. Huh. That's something to ponder upon. I think I think that's a good place to end the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Did You didn't get the... You got the information you were looking for, though. Yeah. Yeah. Chime, what are Chime. you up to? Well, at this point, I mean, I'm not really doing anything except for just... Trying to do detox from this day. Okay. So, nothing special going on with me for this day. Sam, you are getting off of the train at this point. Okay. In the southeastern quadrant of the city. So I'm headed towards... Uh, the house of Jesley. 
So I'm heading to the to the place where Jessly lives. So I guess I am approaching the building. And what do I? What 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 does the building look like? Is it another high rise? Like yeah, it's another high rise. Um, you do see a stray cat though. Okay, I pick it up and carry it with me. Okay. It, it, what floor is she on? She's on the thirteenth floor. How are these buildings laid out? Are they um, like is it apartments? Is it one house per floor? Is it? It's more of apartments, but there's like a central shaft all the way up, and it's ramps. Two or four apartments. You go into the courtyard. It's like a cross type of thing, and each apartment like there's a when you get off the ramp at, at the particular floor you want. It's like a flat porch along the outside, like that people can have little tables on and everything. Okay, so as I like, let's say I'm approaching Jessly's door. Uh huh. Do I can I? Is there a hallway that I have a clear view of her door? Um, the hallway is outside. It's kind of like, you know how my yeah. place is, where there's a an outside deck area deck kind okay. of thing. That's what it is. So like you you go up the ramp. There are basically four yeah. buildings connected by the ramp. Okay. And each building has an outside, like, deck that you can walk across. So I'm going to go about ten feet away okay. from her door. And I am going to cast my uh, darkness spell. Okay. 12, 13, 14, 15. Difficulty 15. Oh, perfect. Okay. And then I'm going to approach her door. Okay. I'm going to knock. I still have in the, the dark. I still have the cat. No, so, yeah, just like on the... Sorry, the when I say the ten, dark. Yeah, the edge of the dark. Okay. And I'm going to knock on her door. Still with the cat on so the So the dark's right outside her, like away from the it's door? It's just to the side of her door. Okay. So she can see out the people. Oh. I want her to be able to see out the people. A uh, small little child about eight years old opens the door. Well, hi, what's your name? My name is Rhoda. Well, Rhoda, is uh, is your mommy home? Uh huh. Can can you run and get your mommy for me? What's your name? My name is Sam. Sam, her friend. Mm hmm. It's a cute cat. Well, I thank you. Would you like it? Okay. Okay. Give her the cat. Okay. Mommy, I, your friend Sam just gave me a kitty cat. What? No, Rhoda, you. We have. We can't afford. The license for a pet in the house. During that exchange, I'm going to kind of step back and lean on the railing a few feet from the door. But still in the lot. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, I'll cover it. She comes to the door. S- Sam? Yeah, it's been it's been years, hasn't it? Is she inside the door? Yes. Are you still dicked out like a man? Yeah. Why are you dressed so funny? This is what I wear usually anymore. Come here, give me a hug. You're gonna have to convince her. Okay. <laughs> Fate point used. Uh, 10, 18. Uh, she rolls an eight. So she opens the door and just kinda steps outside. <sighs> as soon as she steps outside. Go, oh, go. Oh, now hold on. Before you do that, let me ask something. Are we using fate points like we do hero points where you regain them at the beginning of the next? session? That's a very good question. Or is it use and lose unless, until you earn more? The way that the rules work is that it's use, use and lose. lose. I, I prefer to refresh them. Okay. That, that, That's a good question as I was looking down. What? You rolling. I have to get a 24. And so I'm just making sure that happens. Because are, I, I really don't want to mess this one up. What are you rolling? What are you rolling? I am rolling for Vengeful Void. Shh. Which literally calls the darkness to rise up and attack this woman. And this one actually requires oh an incantation. And oh so as soon as she steps out, point towards the darkness and say, rise shade and attack. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I had needed 24. 39. 49. 49. Okay. Oh okay. It's good to know that I could hit that if I need to. Alright, so out of the darkness, a uh, thing reaches out and grabs her and deals 6d of damage against a woman. What is she wearing? House clothes. Okay, good. And then it drags her into the darkness and 
does the same thing for three rounds until she can escape. Well, I guess you can't really run away from this. 14, 17. Yeah, strength damage. Okay, yeah. Physique. So... Yeah, that, I rolled a 1 on the wild die. Okay. So she takes 17 points of damage? Yeah, Ouch. so that's... That is um, a totally... That's dead. Yeah, okay, that's, and then I... That's dead. Then I walk away. Yeah, so describe how Shade kills her. So... Shade hmm. literally... No, no, we can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> the darkness literally reaches out almost like tentacles. If you've seen the Pirates of the Caribbean where he's fighting the, the Kraken thing, yeah. as it opens up its mouth, it just reaches forward and grabs uh-huh. and yanks back into the darkness. You hear like a... As like her neck hits the railing and her, her neck is snapped back around and touches her back. Does her body drop over the railing? Her body drops down over the railing into the 13 stories down to the courtyard below. Okay. And then I walk away. And we're going to go ahead and call that the end of the episode. And I think that's pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's that's where it goes. That was extremely dark. (laughs) An airy, (laughs) green level. Thanks for listening. Please tune in again. Hopefully. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.